0: great future we're talking real money
1: look at this another opportunity to talk about money i am so glad we could spend some time together hi i'm don mcdonald that guy over there is tom cock just ignore him he'll be fine really he was just kind of he was antsy he was worried i wasn't going to be here in time it'll be all right you all right you good you
2: I, you know me. I'm kind of one of those people that's you are. always on time. So he is
1: kind of so of on time. It is so funny. Yeah. Uh, almost every day we have a a call. A call. Confab. A confab, which occurs precisely at 9.30 and zero zero seconds Eastern Daylight Time.
3: Daylight. Daylight. Time. Yes, daylight. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. I can set my watch, if it didn't set itself, by Tom's Calls unbelievably
2: prompt that must make you feel good that you have in your life you have something so no, constant I so just, right I on the point so i
1: i need no constant it's in just that
2: irritating no instead. no i just okay. kind of like
1: everything yeah. to just you know i i go okay. go on play monday
2: i'll call like seven eighteen or something actually
1: you know? don't call on monday i'll be on the road
2: oh that's true you'll I'm, be
1: i'm driving to on your way to virginia i'm going yeah, up to right. we're only going up for a couple of weeks because the house has been sitting there way too long empty <laughs> so we're going to go for a couple how minutes. do you
2: know it's still empty and somebody might have moved in by now or you something. know all the
1: camera batteries are dead now so it's distinctly uh-huh. possible distinctly uh-huh. possible hey um we know that uh you don't like you don't you hate the current interest rate climate as an investor now if you're a borrower you'll love the current interest rate climate i mean mortgage is yeah. below three percent still um some of them It's not fun for people who are trying to build a portfolio with a a predictable income stream. So the folks, the financial folks, they we call them Wall Street folks, they're always creating new things. Actually, everything old is new again, but new things. Yeah.
2: Well, this isn't new. This no, is it's new, but it's, 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 it's back again. Well, I mean, here are the numbers. $135 billion, with a B, of floating-rate corporate bonds have been issued already this year. That nearly matches the annual issuance of those type of securities since 2008. And by the way, the last time, this many securities, floating-rate securities, which you can explain what a floating-rate bond is. Yeah, I will. Why, why biggest year this yeah. year since two thousand and eight? Eight, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, you already knew that without even saying. Two thousand eight ring any bells for you? Anything kind of you know, what's what happened in two thousand eight that wasn't very pleasant? I think something bad happened. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm gonna have to go back and look at the books. But here's the thing: why would a corporation issue bonds? With a floating rate. In other words, a rate that can go down or up based on prevailing rates in the future when interest rates in general are as low as they have. Get this ready, ready, ready for this little interesting thing. As low as they've ever been. <laughs> ever been. Yeah. I
2: mean, 7-Eleven, which is the second largest issuer this year, sold a $1.5 billion floating rate note uh, due August 22 at a yield of 0.612. That's what
1: they're doing. That's why they're doing it. They're doing it. Here's the reason behind these. Short-sided corporations or corporations that are trying to preserve some immediate cash flow
2: exactly yeah it, it so here's the but the question to you for our listeners i mean is is this something yes is this something people should use in their portfolio because i am so tired of my fixed income not making anything don come well, on but the problem is, money. is
1: the fixed income you're going to get for these got from these these floating rate bonds is going to be even worse than the fixed income you get from treasuries but the With the kicker that if rates rise in the future, you're going to get a higher rate, but generally speaking, these aren't the most credit-worthy issuers. So you're going to be taking risk on the credit quality. There's a lot of trade-offs when it comes to managing your money, and that's going to be the big one here, is you're going to get lower credit quality because a higher credit quality company, a smarter company, a better managed company is going to issue heck if I could i I had a company right now I'd issue 50 year two and a half percent bonds and now I'm not allowed to make the 95
2: year Argentinian bond joke here and not allowed to do that sorry anyway uh yeah I think you're right now but in a couple minutes let's talk about another aspect of all that and that is okay if that's true what do I do with the fixed income portion of my portfolio
1: or how to make more in this low interest rate environment oh geez. Sounds like fun. 855 935 Talk. Bail us out of that conversation. Tom
0: and Don are talking real money.
1: Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60 page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com. V E S T O R Y.com.
0: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Hello again. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald, Tom Cox there. We're talking about money with you because it's really important. It's a critical part of your life, and we want to make it make more sense for you. So call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We've got lines open right this very moment. And right now, we're going to talk about, See, okay, let me step back a little bit. We believe that investing is actually ridiculously easy. It's us that make it who make it more complicated. It's our fault that managing money is more complicated than it needs to be. Because we want things we can't have. And one of the things we want that we can't have is this high yield with a high degree of safety. I got a call on one of the podcasts last week from a young man who loved an advisor that he went to visit, they, he said they totally agree with you on almost everything. Except oh, it's the almost. Almost, yeah. mm-hmm. except yeah. fixed income. And mm. they believe that you have to have these strategic income funds with high fees and expenses to make that little bit of extra money.
2: Yeah, the high. Okay, so let's let's unpack that just a little bit because yes, and by the way, when Don says yield, he's talking about interest.
1: Interest yes. on
2: your money, easy interest, lot of interest, no risk, in a time where interest rates, as we pointed out recently, are very very low. Well, this comes to mind a little bit because great piece from Jason Zweig today talking about the Pennsylvania Public School Employees Retirement System. Might not mean much to you, but the point that can be made here, I think is incredibly important for everyone. You know, they, they have about 66 billion in the plan. Last year, they paid management fees of 515 million with an M dollars. Wait, wait, wait. 515 million. Ma- that's a, that is can, a
1: high it percentage is. for um, an account that big.
2: And here's the thing. The reason it's so big is because they have 170 external managers 170 and the reason they have all those external managers is because they are not willing to accept the fact that bonds are yielding very little they got to find the other thing they got to find the alternative they got to find the the private equity or the venture capital or the hedge fund that's going to make up and be able to supply the the pension to, to pay out to the, the people that are going to be getting that by the way they are they believe well the typical pension system is uh, assuming that they will Make about 8% a year mm-hmm. for the next 10 years, which is pretty hefty assumption in light of those low interest rates. Um, this, the Pennsylvania plan is anticipating it'll get 7.25. But here's the part that I think is absolutely critical. Jason always writes these in a way that I think the, the last paragraph should be the first because he asked somebody who used to run the Oregon state treasury and the Oregon, the guy over there says, mm, no, they use index funds. No, they're not trying to find alternatives, but he thinks your alternatives are a, raise your existing holdings of traditional risky assets like stocks, try to make more, put right. add, add more of your money to stocks, or try a bunch of new and exotic bets and hope that they don't blow up on you and you make more money, which they probably will blow up on you, or you grit your teeth and stay the course through a period of what may be lackluster returns until, as you pointed out in the show, Mr. McDonald, interest rates finally, and I'm using air quotes here,
1: normalize but, 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 but what's to say that this isn't normal that's the uh, this is so frustrating who defines normal that's i that's why i did the
2: air quotes because the normal is today this is the life this is the date this is the time we're living in and this is the rate you're getting paid so yes you could have a greater allocation to stocks by the way there's no guarantee that in the five to ten years that stocks are going to have a great return either because they've had a pretty good return here over the last decade frankly um and so what what the what the the, the school employees retirement system really is trying is to find those other alternatives we talked about one on the podcast last week farmland right the other oh, thing that could make you more oh, money that, that's gonna it's gonna <laughs> uh, so it was a moving podcast if i remember right uh, but the point is Bad. No, we we think that sorry, we
1: think you should go with number 3, grit your teeth, but not on the air, of course. Okay, so so what kind of a return for these the, these ridiculous fees? What kind of a return is the Pennsylvania portfolio generating? Well, for the last 10 years, they've made
2: 7.7%
1: annually. So, they're taking these risks. I'm just trying to yeah. put Massive. all this- Okay, so they're making seven. They've been making seven and a, almost 8%, paying big yeah. fat fees to a lot of fancy schmancy pants managers. Yep. If they had, how many years did you say? Ten. Ten. Had they put that money in the dirt cheap Vanguard balanced index fund, which has, how much does it have in it? I want to see how much money. See, I want to see how how big the fund is oh it's almost the same size it's it's 60 57 billion dollars they just transfer it right over just transfer it right over there billion. just transfer it right over there yeah if it had been there for the last 10 years the pennsylvania employees pension would have returned <laughs> 10 and a third percent per year but wait,
2: you don't. But then you don't own farmland. You're not speculating on EV. You're not in on the inside with all these great hundred and seventy <laughs> managers that what, you're paying five hundred fifteen million to. But you would have made two and a half percent more. Not as exciting, by the way. Richard Ennis, who's quoted in this article,
3: mm-hmm.
2: he, estimates, he estimates in a recent research paper that underperformance of public retirement plans is no laughing matter. <laughs> instead of instill, instead you of laughed yeah I, I couldn't help myself uh and inst- the underperformance costs if they just did what you just said about 70 billion a year to the plans in other words so that you hear often about pension plans being underfunded right there's not enough money there to pay the retirees over the next 20 years and one of the big reasons is this overpayment to people that okay so can't see the future any better than you can how much did they pay again 5, 5, it 500 was 515 million, million 515 last year.
1: million okay yeah 515 i'm just cu- i'm just getting ready to, to make a proposal you're going to gonna cut a check no oh. no no i'm going to make a proposal to them let's see i'll manage that for in, how much index funds um i will just, manage that. we'll just
2: add five basis points to the cost of the fund we'll no. be the advisor on the the plan
1: i, I was just going to do it for a flat 5 million saving them 510 million dollars <laughs>
2: Send that on over. Let's see. What I'll do happens.
1: it. I will manage it in index funds for a flat five million dollars. Done. You heard it. Done. All right. This is okay. an offer. Pennsylvania, are you listening? You get plus you, you get me as the front guy. Okay. Five million cool. bucks. Yeah. I will, I will be your front guy. I will be, I'll do the news media stuff and I'll go. Yeah. Once again, we beat all the pension funds in America. What do we do? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. It's very, very special. Shh. Very, very special. I bought the Vanguard Balanced Index Fund for seven one-hundredths of one percent. Or as we like to
2: say in the business, seven basis points. Pretty doggone But here's I get the, the message again I think everyone should take away is this is a time where if you are mad that interest rates are so low, you're not making much, you do have to grit your teeth. you got to grind them a little bit and live with it for the time being until the new normal arrives, on no, and no. you'll be happy Here, again. You've got to
1: grit your teeth and bear it always period that's the way it works you diversify like mad you suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune in both directions and in the Tom end and
0: Don are talking real money
1: a second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally let one of our vestry advisors help you save your future at vestory.com v-e-s-t-o-r-y.com
0: your guides to a really great financial future Tom
1: and Don are talking real money. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Call anytime, but call during the show if you want to talk to us live, which is noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern on Saturdays. I'm Don. That's Tom. You can also send questions in at our website, TalkingRealMoney.com. Here's a question for you from TalkingRealMoney.com, Tom. Okay. Wow, Tom. That that's scary. Aloha from Hawaii. Hawaii.
2: Which I, apparently is not a place to go right now because everyone's going there. There's not enough people to take care of you, from what I'm told. I'm so. telling
1: you, everyone's going everywhere. I went down the street to yeah, get my oil point. changed in, yeah. in, in the de- depressing tourist corridor down here along US 192 in Kissimmee. In Kissimmee. I drive by a Perkins. Uh, this is at 1030, 11 o'clock in the Perkins morning. Perkins cake and steak? Yeah, Perkins. You know, the breakfast yeah, and lunch I, and dinner place. I know places. the place, yes. I mm-hmm. look over, and there is a line of about 50 people outside the Perkins.
2: 50. They don't know how to cook eggs on their own in Florida 50? or what?
1: People, no, it's tourists, dude. I see. Okay. No, they don't wow. know how to cook eggs on their own in their tacky little 192 motel (sighs) all
2: right there okay all right anyway aloha
1: from aloha yes i recently started listening to your podcast i was introduced to them through paul merriman you know him well thank you paul who i also recently started listening to what an amazing wealth of knowledge that you all put out i can't thank you enough i really appreciate your frankness and simplicity of approach to investing here's my question i'm 59 three years away from a planned retirement. Virtually all of my invested assets are in a 401k IRA and HSA health savings account. As I approach the decumulation phase, I have become concerned about adjusting my investment strategy to favor periodic withdrawals. I've seen proponents of a bucket strategy. It seems like almost universal consensus is to keep the first three years or so of needed withdrawals to mitigate the risks of market downturns consensus is also high regarding the need for a strong equity position to outpace inflation for what will likely be a decades-long retirement when i where i found the most diversity of opinion is the need for something in between Some favor an intermediate bucket of bonds in some form, ladder or fund. Some favor no intermediate bucket, saying it is better to have a single pool for all funds outside the immediate cash to apply to an overall stock bond target allocation for those. The latter argument is that the funds held in an intermediate bucket could overweight the total allocation too heavily in favor of bonds, depending on the number of years, and the activity of rebalancing is more straightforward and effective without the intermediate bucket
2: uh can i just say you're overthinking it a you little got bit it here? i was just thinking the same thing <laughs> i'll ring a bell if you like uh here's the thing okay here's the way i would do it what the heck is an intermediate bucket anyway i don't even know and i don't even care because here's the thing all right three years of money sitting around to spend way too long because it's not making anything Mm-mm. i here's the way i would do it at the beginning of each year figure out how much cash you need For that following year, I would then rebalance my portfolio, take from the things that have gone up, put that in my pocket, Mm -hmm. uh, buy the things that have gone down so I'm back to the correct percentages, and then I'd repeat the following year. That's it. I don't think it has to be any more complex. Sometimes we manage it to be a little more complex, but we do it for a living. For you, if you're out doing this on your own, it doesn't really have to be – you don't need all these 19 different places of money here and money – that's way overthinking.
1: In fact, you never hear us – use the word bucket we are big advocates of kicking these buckets to the curb <laughs> kick the darn buckets not your personal bucket don't kick that bucket stick around as long as possible you listen to the podcast so we like you uh, if you don't listen to the podcast oh, unnecessary if you don't listen to the podcast kick the bucket we don't care uh no we do wow you're really tough on no, people today between you, the hotel rooms you, and you just built like tom said just build this right stock bond portfolio Ec- oh, diversified equities and intermediate term bonds for your risk tolerance and then every year you rebalance you you fund your money for put the, the money year in. you could put that in for the in, one year that's what i do i put yeah, in a cash fine. account for a year that by the way, way if you have money you in have bonds you
2: have a cash account you anyway but you have money have in there, a separate
1: anyway. you don't one that's a shorter yeah, term all right one. okay and got it that's yeah, your sure. that's your budget for the year
2: to me, that and even I'd rather see you do it every six months because you're just costing yourself money with
1: money sitting okay, around and things sim- are making nothing. Zero. not you just Zero. Say, keep it simple? I'm okay. One yeah, year, one year, simple. One fine. simple. All right. I'm no buckets. Up. No buckets. You got your assets. You rebalance every year and you got your spending money done. Thanks for the call.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our vestry advisors help you save your future at vestory.com, V E S T O R Y.com.
0: Reality radio for a really great future.
1: We're talking
0: real money.
1: all all i could say is yeah and you all should say this too you should get down on your knees and thank god you don't listen to the stuff we talk about during the breaks just and no. let's just hope no one (laughs) does they might be i have no idea i don't know i hope not all right um anyway hi welcome back to talking real money don here tom there you're there call us at 855-935-TALK during the show we have lines
2: open we have lines open
1: sound like frazier we have lines open we were there with you in the rain, Seattle. Eight five five. Be 9, 3, there for 5, us in 8, the sun. 8, 8, 8, 5, 5. Yeah. Well, Deborah, is, is it sunny or rainy there? It's sunny, isn't it? It's what's well, kind of partly, partly cloudy. cloudy. They keep saying it's going to be a beautiful day, but it's not. Well, for yet. you guys, beautiful day is partly cloudy. That's a good. Yeah. Good point there. Yeah, right. Deborah, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Thanks for being there.
3: Oh, hi. Uh, hi. I'm glad to be on your show. Um, I thank you. I am. <laughs> I'm sixty two years old. And I'm not taking Social Security. I own outright three condos, two of which I rent and one um, I live in. And that's how I pay my bills. Mm-hmm. I don't have any savings, but I have no debts. And just <laughs> just this week, my dear mother said she's going to give me $100,000 great what to do lovely that's lovely i know okay
1: and so you want this money i'm gonna i'm just gonna leap right out there wild guess guess. wild guess you're gonna want this money to provide you some additional income right that would be awesome that's kind of what i thought pretty smart tom you are smart. Uh, by
2: the way, you have three condos. Would you like another one? <laughs> <laughs> would you like them four and six? Put
1: it out there. <laughs> hey,
3: and four condos. You're a little lopsided. Aren't I, the, uh, yeah, aren't would, I supposed yeah, to know. diversify? Tom,
1: Tom she, she'd be too <laughs> lopsided. I'm on it. Yeah. yeah okay. You All know right, that we're advocates that. of diversifying, despite yeah. your selfish, mm. selfish behavior on the show.
2: I know.
3: I openly oh, totally admit. I don't
2: He's selfish. Yeah. Sell, give away, burn, whatever it is. I'm, I'm not picky about any okay. of it. All right.
1: So. Go ahead. Give, would you give? No. Okay. So, all advice? right.
2: So, uh, well, I, you, I can see on your face, you've got something in mind here. So this would, this, is, gonna just gonna ta- this, is, gonna this is just going to be after, this is going to be a gift. It's just mother. It's just going into an money. account. 100 grand. Yeah. And I mean, I guess the, the, number one would be how much volatility you're willing to accept to, to in that because you're not, you know, overly familiar with stocks, right? Because your money has been in real estate,
3: right? Uh, before I bought this condo, I I just went and bought some ETFs, and you know they did good, and then I sold them, and it was no big deal. But that's all the experience I've had.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, it I, might simply my immediate do- temptation would be to keep it simple and suggest that you either, that you probably look at either a target date fund from somebody like Vanguard or you look at a balanced portfolio of some sort. I think the first thing I'd probably do is send you to talking real money and say, Deborah, go take our risk quiz and determine what your, what your tolerance for volatility is. And then if you want to do it really, really simply, you could do a target date fund that matches that allocation that will be shown on that risk quiz, what your allocation should be, how much in stocks and how much in bonds.
2: Or you could just say, I'm willing to accept, you know, the ups and downs. Portfolio could be down 20, 25% in any given year. Then I will just own the Vanguard uh, balanced index fund. It's this is a mutual fund that holds stocks and bonds. The idea here is to You know, make some part of stocks, not lose it all, obviously, because you're in bonds as well, right? Bonds aren't making a lot of money, but that's the stable part. It's kind of done for you. It's reasonably diversified, and it's very, very, very low cost. Um, The other thing, though, the other
1: thing you could do because of the tax advantages is use, because you said you've used ETFs before, is use VT, the Vanguard Total World Stock Index ETF, for the equity portion of the portfolio. That's Victor Tango. And then use BND for the fixed income portion of your portfolio. And then set up a regular withdrawal after you rebalance every year for probably, I think safely you could do 4% per year. You can do 4% per year. Yeah, take 4 year. out of the 100. Yeah, out of it every year and, uh, and add that to your living expenses. So there's a couple of options, all of them relatively simple. And uh, I really, though, would suggest you take the risk quiz so you better know where you stand tolerance-wise.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com.
0: For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Money,
1: money, 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 money talk about money all the time we're just crazy about money but not making it complicated making it simple easy even if your questions can be a little long call us at 855-935-TALK or send them in and that's where they end up long which requires that don say a lot of words like no, you know what
2: you've never had a problem with that in 40 years of broadcasting but i'm that's getting old now
1: you. i see do you want somebody to read them for you then and then that's you why you i got say a computer yes or no? to do it oh okay on the podcast right. where i do them alone i have a computer read them but for you but you're not gonna do that you, today for you i read i the get questions.
2: the. i get the yeah the oh wait this reading. is from this is yeah. from
1: louisiana so i gotta do it a little southern i gotta do it like louisiana louisiana let's see this guy i gotta get down in here somewhere all right uh love the show listen to you guys every morning on the way to work no i'm not gonna i'm sorry Love the show. Listen to you guys every morning on way to work. A quick rundown of my personal situation. Mm. Okay. Listen. Forty-two years I'm old. I'm listening. Yes. Married. Two kids. Hmm. How many kids? Two. Okay. Good. Just testing. Married. Currently, yeah. currently have about six 650- hundred. Louisiana. You're getting on my one nerve. Currently have about six hundred fifteen thousand dollars in four hundred one k. Two hundred are you writing this down? You're never gonna no, remember I'm not. Oh, you're okay. never gonna remember okay. this whole question. I'm still on Trust the movie me.
2: you told me to watch. Okay. It's I a TV got four hundred one K got Current, right, currently show. have six hundred fifteen yeah, okay. in four yeah, hundred one K, two hundred and twelve in a Roth, yeah. two ten in investments,
1: yeah. Hang and on. other yeah, investments. Okay. Two, two, yeah. Four hundred K in CDs and money markets. Whoa. Whoa, he's right. I
2: want you to be my friend. <laughs> Seventeen
1: thousand in checking. We own a home valued at eight hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. Have over three hundred and fifty thousand in equity. We don't have any debt outside of the mortgage. What's the
2: mortgage rate? It doesn't say. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to paint the picture What do you think? I know this guy? Kind of sounded like at the beginning. Could be a woman because it's initials. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I got, okay. I'm writing feverishly. Hit me.
1: Most of our money is spread across mutual funds in my 401k and ETFs in the brokerage account. We do have some individual stocks, but they make up a small, less than 5% of overall portfolio three questions question number one three no we'll take one answer me these questions three
2: <laughs> yes
1: i am a swallow and i know the speed too. one go ahead. we have yeah. too much cash but i like having cash no as a safety net Next i question. know it isn't no. doing anything for me at the same time i can't seem to let go of the cash to invest it any advice in getting over my fear and putting that money to work for me
2: we don't do that kind of work that's dr phil he's on later on the same of these same network station no, he's on i don't know what to tell you uh, if, i don't i mean I, I, we don't we can't fix that i don't tell people you, you, have, you have to do we this can. and this and this yes we can
1: yes we can I okay can fix it please fix, I can it. fix yeah. it ladder those bloody cds at least out to five years
2: ah okay okay mm, all right build yeah, a I ladder
1: guess. at least then you have your safety but you're only what do you need more than 80 grand a year in cash so you're good no, not yeah, at that good. age either. Right. So d- at least do that. If you can't get over your fear,
2: do, do they? Remember last hour I referred to a bridge and stop. go to the bridge. And you I'm going to give you a question two. And... stop.
1: All right. Go ahead. Yes. See if um, I can do better than one. I have messed my portfolio up, should have much more money than I do <laughs> by tinkering with it and overanalyzing it. Oh, that sounds familiar. I have roughly. Oh, my gosh. I have roughly thirty-five mutual funds and ETFs. What? No. <laughs> Low cost, of course, five to fifty basis points. I wish I would have left my money alone and followed your three investment approach. I estimate I could have had over five hundred thousand more if I wouldn't have tinkered with it and invested my cash. Well, All right. You know what? You're you a candidate. To... Wait. Let
2: me answer this one first. All right. I don't know how to say this nicely, but you're not you going need to need help. You need help from Tom because if you yeah, well or or a 100 percent fee only fiduciary advisor, period, Mm -hmm. because you need Mm -hmm. a plan. You got to have somebody say, put this, this in here. Mm -hmm. You may disagree, Mm -hmm. but you need somebody to say that to you to say, because you need someone to make financial decisions where you're making emotional decisions. which And and that's kind of
1: his next question. How do I let this go and move on? You really, truly, 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 absolutely need someone to guide you who will say, if you don't do it my way, the highway, go back and do it on your own. Do you want to make Which more money or the not? The only
2: people are going to do that would be the 100% fiduciary, because if you take this to a broker, and by the way... Oh,
1: they'll do anything you want.
2: Anything you want. And by the way, if you noticed recently, there was one headline in one of the financial mags that said, the major, uh, houses don't want them to call, call them brokers anymore because they have a bad
1: <laughs> reputation. Yes, they do. But that's what
2: they are. Yeah. They're salespeople and they're going to sell you something. And then when you say you don't like it, they'll say, Oh, you're right. We have another product that's way better than that. We'll move you right into the floating rate security bond. Fund, and let me et cetera, continue
1: reading what he said because this will just oh, reinforce yeah. your opinion. This will totally reinforce it. I am slowly dollar cost averaging my way into the market so I can get most of the money in stock funds. But I worry that I missed out on the incredible run we had, knowing I should not time the market. But it's in the back of my head. Should I just throw all my cash in the market at once and leave about a year of living expenses in cash? Time in the market is better than time out of the market, right? Also, well, okay, you're kind of al- young to be timing sh- into the market. Done. Also, is too
2: long sh- of a question.
1: Too I am more. over. Am I over analyzing this? Should I consolidate? We yes, just told you what yes, to do. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, I mean, yes, you're yes,
2: you're way overthinking this. You're too young to be timing into the market with money that you may use for forty or fifty years. That's no. That's if you were eighty, I guess we could say that because you don't want to see it go down by a bunch. Actually, going down for you would be good. You're buying in it's, after it's gone down. I mean, it's it good. Yeah,
1: ah. it's good for anybody in their twenties, thirties, forties, or right. even fifties exactly Go, i mean markets i'm hoping falling. the market just goes oh up I, for the next yeah, 25 because we're years old, but still but yeah no uh, and no, then his final is, question
2: Well, oh, no come on <laughs> that's ridiculous I, okay i'm quitting
1: no it a federal holiday i don't even even, know why i'm working anyway even but okay. though i have made some boneheaded decisions how do you feel we're doing <laughs> Well,
2: okay. Well, let's be honest. You're doing great in terms yeah, of saving you're doing money.
1: Great. You're, you're a millionaire. Um, you're,
2: no question. Yeah. I mean, there's that, that part is good. I don't know what the interest rate on your mortgage is, which is something But it doesn't matter you you're a at.
1: millionaire at 42 yeah. years old.
2: Yeah. I mean, that part
1: is great. You but probably would have been a multi-millionaire a lot of money if you hadn't been yeah. overthinking it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I like the fact that you're using low-cost product securities but the 35 of them you don't need 35 securities in a portfolio that's a 401k a roth and then after tax that does not make sense and there's no way in the world you should have four hundred thousand dollars in cds end of story
1: i am going to go out on a limb here and assume that you have a very high paid professional job I don't, you didn't say what you did, but I'm going to assume based on the amount of money you have at 42, that you're a highly compensated professional as a highly compensated professional with a family. You've got two children and a lovely wife, I'm sure, or husband, whichever you are. Um, I would imagine that you, your job is really important to you. You want to spend a lot of time on that so you can continue to make this kind of money and invest it that you want to spend more time with your family. I think that's probably important to you or it will be as you get older. Why manage your money? Why are you even doing it? Okay, you're you great apparently at a couple of things, but not this. You don't have to be great. This is one of the messages I think we need to get across to everybody listening. You don't have to be great at everything. And you're probably not great at investing. So stop trying to do it yourself if you're bad at it.
2: This could sound self serving, but even most of the people that are pretty good do it yourselfers generally need a professional look anyway
0: because they they can't get it.
2: Right, yeah. And sorry to say that happens.
1: Thanks for the questions.
0: Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no obligation meeting with a vestry advisor at vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V E S T O R Y.com.
0: Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. I think that question threw up my sciatica. The other thing, the other, no, the other thing
1: is when you're 42 me. years old, when you're 42, oh, you have to do yeah. something wildly physical to hurt your back generally. You know, you just throw it out doing physical activities. Good point. Good you, point. you on the other hand just get so frustrated with a question. You actually threw your own back out from, talking, it hurts from talking. How do you Is that, throw can your I, back out can I, from talking? Can I file some sort of claim for this or it's something? It's never don't been done in the history of insurance <laughs> well, here's a chance to grow. Well, we so. have 10 seconds left. Go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Oh, okay. No, get go help. to Vestry.com. Go to Vestry.com and get an advisor to help for free, for nothing, no obligation, no sales pitch. Vestry.com.
0: Program is provided as a public service by vestry a fee-only registered investment advisor thanks for listening and please visit talkingromoney.com for more information and disclosures that's a wrap